Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, before we get into our recap, I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you who've listened to the podcast so far and sent us so many kind comments and messages on our social media. Uh, we've been going for just under two years now, and a couple of weeks ago we hit the milestone number of 5,000 downloads, uh, which is just huge for us. Uh, so over and over again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we, we don't advertise anywhere or anything like that, uh, so we're pretty much just reliant on word of mouth and social media and whatnot for getting the word out there about the show uh, to new listeners and people um, and that's all down to you folks uh, and we, we really just we truly appreciate it so thank you once again uh, alright then uh, let's quickly recap what happened in our last episode and we'll get to the show uh, with tickets to see a performance of Shakespeare's The Tempest on the evening of their third day in twynham on sea our investigators Alistair, Madame Sway and Barnard were keen to try and get their minds off of the strange and disturbing events which seemed afoot in the town. Prior to the performance, uh, Barnard made his way to the town's grocers uh, where he procured himself a bottle of gin uh, with the intent to steady his nerves somewhat. Uh, while in the grocers, he encountered the aloof butler of local landowner Lady Druitt. Uh, the butler was not willing to entertain Barnard's casual attempts at engaging him in conversation, however, so gin in hand, Barnard returned to the lodgings. Uh, conversing over dinner before leaving, uh, the trio shared some of their findings so far, uh, agreed that something definitely seemed off about the town, and expressed their surprise at the lack of outcry or indeed any reaction uh, from the people of the town about the previous day's brutal murder of the church verger. Finally making their way to the theatre, they took their seats to watch the performance of The Tempest. Uh, throughout the opening acts, all three noticed a growing sense of unease uh, among themselves uh, related to the character of Caliban, uh, which they couldn't quite put their finger on. Uh, as the play was set to resume following an interval, uh, the entire audience, however, watched in horror as the body of a young man fell from above the stage, apparently snagged on the opening curtains. Uh, the play's director was the first to reach the body, distraughtly proclaiming the young man, uh, a stagehand that had been missing for a couple of days, dead. That's pretty much where we left off, uh, so without any further ado, let's begin today's episode. Enjoy. People are running from the stage, um, and some people are running towards the stage. People are running in all states of shock at the appearance of this, uh, this sudden appearance of this body falling from the ceiling. Certain members of the of the cast and crew are sort of making their way very quickly onto the stage to join the um, the director, who was who's the who was the first to get to the body, and is sort of looking around wildly for for any kind of explanation what would you all like to do? Barnard, having shouted what the hell is happening, is kind of staring around, um, this body fell from the ceiling, yes? 
Yeah, kind of from like above the stage, if that makes sense. Like, okay, so that's where Bonnard's eyes have been placed, and if he needs to, then he's moving forward towards the stage to get a better look up into the uh, the gantry up there. You can definitely move forward, yeah. So uh, coming out of the row, I mean, you, you, I think we'd sort of established you. You were all kind of sort of fairly central in the theatre. I think was was said. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> you climbing over chairs awkwardly. You leaving the row. What are you doing? Um, I'm going to try and push past people. Um, in fact, I'm turning to the others around me. I'm going to kind of like gesture towards the stage and say, "We we should get a look at where that body came from quickly before so anybody can get away from this place." I'm with you. Yes, Alistair. you're following as well. Yeah. Okay. So Alistair's up and uh, follows Bernard. Mm-hmm. Um, I do look back to see if Madame Sway is joining us. I am going to stay within the theatre and look around, directing people to the exits and reassuring people while looking around to make sure that if anyone looks suspicious that's leaving, trying to blend in with the crowd. Okay, I, let's let's start early with these uh, dice checks then. If um, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's a specific you're looking for something thing. So well, I I think given her experience with the theatre, it's very easy for someone to like cause a distraction in her mind. Mm. That would that would that'd be kind of a especially if it's like because it was so dramatic and there were a lot of people around. You'd be like, oh yeah. Okay, so you're kind of sort of. Almost like trying to sense if anyone's got like a hidden motive while they're while they're running away, mm-hmm. sort of thing. But, okay. But looking, trying to look reassuring and 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 be like, oh, I'm sure it's just some tragic accident. I'm sure it's just <laughs> tragic. I'm sure it's. We'll get the doctor straight away. If we'll all just by just moving out of the way. They're immediately taking on the role of like unofficial usher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, can you make a psychology check for me then? If this is what you're kind of you're kind of yeah. trying to gauge if people's reactions are genuine, would that be fair to say? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Forty two. Forty two, okay. Uh now you're not trained in this, so to get a full success you needed less than a ten, I'm afraid. But it's it's not like a kind of catastrophic fail. You just kind of can't really you can't really make out anybody that sort of seems to be kind of. I'm still recovering from the shock. Of yeah, it yeah, no, no, yeah. To the point where like nobody's behaviour is really sort of nothing really jumps out at you as like, mm-hmm. oh, that's weird. Like for the situation, for how weird the situation is, nobody is like calmly strolling to the exit with a smug grin on their face, adjusting their tie or anything <laughs> like that. You know, it's it, nothing. Seem, nothing jumps out as out of place to you in the like the reactions of people. As I said, okay. so, some people sort of seem to be kind of. The braver people are kind of heading to the stage to sort of, with a look on the, their faces of like, oh, I need to help. I would say the vast majority of people are very quickly, not in like a full panic, but quite agitated. very close to, yeah. And some people are very close to a full panic sort of running, basically. Um, but everybody's kind of heading sort of to the back of the theatre the way you came in. Let's say this is going to be, you know, this isn't going to be an instant thing then. So you're kind of directing people. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Well, the the uh, the two guys then. So you're sort of pushing away the opposite direction, sort of towards the stage, uh, looking up as you go, or you tell me exactly what each of you is sort of thinking, doing. Uh, Barnard is most definitely looking up towards if there's gantry up there, if there's wherever that body came from is where his focus is. Okay. Uh, well, I can tell you without a roll, but as you get a little bit closer, you kind of get a bit of a different angle. You can see there was uh, a gantry up there. You can only see the underside of it, though. The, uh, the uh, 
it's it's unlit above the um above the gantry is what I'm trying to say. But you can definitely see there is a gantry. As Alistair is following Bernard down to the stage, um, are there any steps that lead up to this to the stage from the floor here, or is it? Uh, yeah, there's a uh, there, there's a small set on each side, sort of quite subtle, but you can get up onto the stage. Right. So Bernard's looking up at the gantry. Mm-hmm. Um, Alistair, I'm I'm going to go up the steps. Are we? Have we have we gone down the right side of the, the aisles or the left? Oh, I'll leave that up to you. Um, I'll say we've gone down the right. Okay. Um, okay, so I go up the right-hand side steps leading onto the stage, mm-hmm. and I look back to Bernard, and then I look up to kind of follow his gaze, but looking almost sort of... To getting at it from a different angle sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, different angle directly, almost not quite directly underneath it, but if I'm here in the gantries behind where the yeah. curtain is, it's kind of you just can- looking for anything weird. Okay, make an intelligence check for me. As you're a bit closer and you can kind of make a bit of a closer inspection of it, without, obviously you haven't gone up there or anything, but from where you're at, you can sort of, yeah. So, D100, just a straight intelligence check. Uh, 35? 35? Uh, I think your intelligence is about 50, isn't it? Uh, 45. 45, okay. So, yeah. Um, you can't see anyone up there, at least from the angle you're at, um, but it does appear to be sort of, the gantry is sort of swaying slightly, sort of left and right. Um, but you can't really tell whether this is just sort of leftover motion from um, the, fall. the fall, you know, or whether it's due to movement from anything up there. Not, not, you can't tell that from where you're at. Right, okay. Well, having approached the stage then and having seen uh, Alistair get up on it, um, Bardo's going to kind of look over towards where the body's fallen and what's going on directly around the body right now. Okay. Um, so there's now, uh, by now, a kind of fairly, uh, well, a growing gathering, let's say, <laughs> of uh, concerned people. Uh, the, the director was sort of right over the body as he, he was the first to get to it. Um, and other members of the cast and crew are sort of making their way, uh, have made their way onto the stage along with um, a couple of sort of, well, practical-minded individuals <laughs> from the crowd. I mean, what what are you looking for specifically? I just wanted to catch the scene to see what was happening around the body if people were crowding around that and that's where all attention had fallen right now or if anybody was close by doing anything dodgy. Um, it does appear that that's mostly where the attention is. You know what, actually, okay. can, yeah, can, can I get an intelligence roll from you? Uh-huh. Just as a sort of general kind of like, see if you'd notice anything. 63. That's, a, that's rather high. And my... Intelligence is fifty. So, so yeah, no. I mean, you, you're as soon as you kind of, as soon as your gaze falls on the scene, it's sort of you're, you're finding it a little hard to kind of focus on anything differently. I mean, you're 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 not sort of tunnel visioning it, but um, yeah, it's sort of it's it's very much the centre of attention for everybody involved, and you found yourself drawn into it. Okay, then. Um, kind of in a half panic, then I suppose Bonan's going to shout at that group. How do we get up to that gantry? Uh, okay, the um, one of the stagehands who's sort of on the side, uh, he's, he looks pretty panicked himself. He sort of, he kind of stares at you blankly for a second. He goes, "All oh, right, f- follow me, Mister," and um, sort of beckons you, and you, you kind of run to the side of the. Um, he takes you sort of off the side of the stage, towards the back of the stage, sort of round behind um, behind a curtain. There is a uh, a wooden ladder which seems to be leading up into the darkness above. Is there anything immediate 
around that ladder, is there any indication of somebody having recently passed by? Any stains, marks, scuffs, anything obvious going on there? Yeah, yeah, okay, make a tracking check for me. Just made it harder for yourself, but... um. Um, well with the tracking of 10% I got 26 26 Uh, that's a fail but again let's say it's not a critical fail Um, just in general in this area it's I mean it's you're kind of mid-production on a um, on a play there's signs that people have been moving around here just generally you know um what with the crew and the and the cast and everything, it's 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 not out of place that you know somebody might have been in this area, but you can't see anything incriminating, really. Okay. Uh, turning back to the stagehand, then, I'm going to ask him, um, where could somebody have gained egress from this building? Well, it's, it's the stage doors over over this side, um, over the other side of the stage, Mister. Um, follow me, follow me. He's very helpful, this guy. <laughs> Um, and he leads you uh, sort of again, still staying behind the kind of back, sort of um, the background curtain to the other side, and the the other side kind of of the theatre building itself, sort of off to the one side of the stage and near to the dressing rooms. There is a there's a door to uh, you would assume the outside, and it appears to be sort of slightly ajar. Okay, spotting that, uh, Barnard's going to immediately barrel through the door as fast as possible to try and get a cl- uh, glimpse outside and see if there's anybody rushing off into the night or if there's somebody right there, potentially. Um, okay, yeah, so you find yourself uh, in a, a rather dark alleyway. Uh, Madam Sway and Alistair had previously been in this alleyway uh, going into the building, uh, but you haven't. Not at the same time. No. No, we've been there daytime. <laughs> Separately, separately. Priority. Yeah. Priority. <laughs> yes, 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 of course. Quite. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to come across really badly on yeah, the Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yes, a little odd. When this episode goes Protesting out. Testing too much. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Barnard, you find yourself in uh, a very dark alleyway. Uh, looking to your left, um, you can just about see at the other end of the alleyway the sort of street lighting from the uh, the main high street. About, I want to say, 50, 60 uh, sort of metres away. So, you know, it's a fair distance. To the right, the alleyway sort of uh, disappears into darkness and um, you can sort of make out through sort of some diffuse kind of moonlight uh, that it seems to be sort of just sort of leading to kind of like a field. Okay, taking a second. What's the uh, what's the sort of ambience outside? Is there any obvious noise? Is it quiet enough that I can kind of strain to try and hear in either direction? Is there any movement in either direction? Make a listen check for me. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven, and you needed twenty. Um, <laughs> I just but, have no luck with yeah. the rolls of button at all. <laughs> uh, you can hear sounds of. Um, agitated kind of uh, general kind of crowd noise from the um, from the front of the theatre as people are kind of and that's the slamming of doors you know uh, people leaving still in their kind of panic other than that to, to the right towards like the, the kind of the darkened end of the alleyway it, it just sounds like a, a sort of eerily sort of silent kind of it, you don't hear anything coming from your right into the, from the darkness, really. Uh-huh. Let's leave it at that. 
Okay. Um, turning back to the stagehand, when I ask him, was there any other means of getting out of this building? Anything at all? Oh, well, only through the front, sir. Hmm. And um, with that, I'm going to return back into the building with this guy and try and uh, regroup around the stage, see what's happening there. Okay. So while Barnard's been doing his uh, rushing around investigating, uh, <clears throat> what's Alistair been doing? Uh, Alistair's been looking, just trying to get a glimpse at what's going on with the body. Mm -hmm. But the one other thought comes into his head is, is, um, is Abraham on the stage while this is all going on? Uh, he do Yeah, he is now on the stage. Um, he's sort of pulling off a large fake beard that he had in his role as Prospero. He's looking very concerned. He sort of catches your eye as a sort of like, sort of unspoken sort of like acknowledgement that you'd brought up in conversation the day before that there was problems and people, you know, mm. people going missing, and almost as if he wasn't expecting <laughs> it to be brought to his brought to his doorstep. No, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Not annoyed at you, kind of thing, but look, like a kind of like, oh, this this is what you're talking about, sort of, yeah. sort of look. Okay, um, I I try to get over to Abraham. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's simple enough. Uh, yep, and uh, he's not like over the body or anything. He's just kind of in the he's in the area, in, yeah. in the group and sort of sat. He's yeah. He, he, no, they're not like people aren't kind of bustling each you know pushing each other aside or anything. Mm. There's a, a sort of a group of people that just sort of stood loosely around the body. Or everyone's there's a lot of rushing to get to it, and most of the people who got there realize that they don't no clue what to do once they got there. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of concerned looking people who stood over this this corpse. Right. Okay. Um, so I'm over to Abraham, and I say, to, I say, um, Abraham, do you know this man? Yes. This is uh, this is James. He's the well, I mentioned a uh, stagehand going missing yesterday. But and that's him. That's a, yes. A, a, never forget a face. Oh, indeed. Are we? Am I at a point where I can actually see the body? Yeah. In any yeah. clarity, right? I'm still stood. Near Abraham, can mm -hmm. I examine visually what the body From where you're at, like? just sort of get a general look at sort yeah. of like what's the deal. Uh, yeah, uh, make a medicine check. Although that's one percent with you're not trained in it. So not. okay, well, thirty-six. That's a fail. Um, that's a fail. Yes, thirty-six <laughs> is a fail. Yes, it's almost thirty-five more than you needed. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I probably should have sort of specified what I was looking for. Yeah, okay. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the same check, but... That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, basically, I'm just looking to see if there's any similarity to the body that, of the verger from the church. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll give you... Well, with, with that number, I'll still give you that. Yeah, it's, it's quite clear there is a uh, sort of... It's not as bad as the verger, where he'd been completely sort of midsection missing, but there is a large sort of open wound on his sort of right hand side of his abdomen, kind of thing. And again, it looks like it's sort of looks emptier than it should, if that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, you, you know, without being trained in it, you can't really no figure much more out than that, other than the obvious. Like, it's obviously a similar thing, but you know, you can't do much more than that. Okay, so um, I lean towards Abraham and say, his wound, Abraham, is not too dissimilar from 
what I saw on the verger a few days ago. Are you sure? Positive. There's, there's bits missing that really shouldn't be. Although the verger was missing a, a lot more than just a chunk of his abdomen, but it, it's strikingly similar. Abraham kind of looks around. This is um. He looks to the director and um, says, uh, "Edward, Edward, do you see anything? What, what do you see?" Um, the the director turns to him and says, um, "It's James. He's uh, what's what was he doing up on the gantry? I, I just don't understand." And they're sort of they're not really learning anything from each other. It's just a bit of sort of a bit of discourse. Yeah, they're sort of. They're in a little bit in shock, which is, yeah. you know, understandable sort of thing. Yeah, and just sort of looking for answers, reassurance, and yeah. between them, yeah. Yeah. Um, Madam Sway, what would you like to have been doing while all this? Uh... I am. I'm assuming there's still there's no more people. Like uh, it's none pretty of the much audience. emptied I'm out. The audience, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much emptied uh, out by now. She's gonna walk uh, nearer the stage, but not towards the body. Not getting she's too gonna, close. Sort of no. Okay. She's like, I, I don't really want to see the body. All right. Um, but she's gonna like peek her, peek her eye around like the the side curtains of the stage, okay. and like the different. Um, because I imagine there would be different like curtain. There'd be a number of the yeah the curtains, yeah, there would be. Curtains so she might have a look through them to see if there's anything amiss with the. The rigging and stuff. Cause okay. She's got. Her, she's 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 an actress. She's worked in theatres before. Yes. Yeah. yeah no, uh, makes sense. It's, again, it's not really spot hidden. So I mean, I, I guess just make an intelligence check for me on this one. Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, that's pretty good. Um. Ooh. I mean, f- the curtains and things don't really seem to be out of place so much. Um. Y- by the time you get there, you sort of you you get there about the time that Barnard sort of gets to the side door um, you too notice that it is slightly ajar um, the one thing that does sort of strike you though, sort of a, a weird kind of um, sort of odd brainwave is that there's not really there's not really a lot of um, there's not a lot of blood I know you're not looking directly at the, um, mm. the, the body but for somebody who, I mean you you, you know it's unavoidable to kind of look at it as you're, you know, just as you sort yeah, of falling and everything. Avoiding it. Yeah, avoiding it in her gaze. For such a large wound, it's not like spurting blood or anything. It doesn't look too fresh. Like it's not immediate. It's not like he's been stabbed and fell. Yeah, so he's. Be- it looks like he's been killed elsewhere. He may have, or, or he may have been here. up there for a little bit. Yeah, he may have been hidden up there for. A, he'd been killed, but not, maybe hidden up there. Yeah. To like. For later, when the performance was over, and they could maybe move him out. Possibly, yeah. I mean, that, you know, speculation at this point. But, yeah, it kind of strikes you that it doesn't... Something about it sort of strikes you that, like, this isn't... You know, you're not in the midst of the situation. This is very much uh, a past crime scene or something, Mm. if that makes sense. Isn't Bernard literally nearby me? Yeah, he's kind of close to you. You just sort of... you, You kind of... You clock that side door that you remember from when you came in before to drop off your letter mm-hmm. um, you clock that it's ajar and just as you do it's sort of um, you, you see Barnard coming to it and then sort of bursting out into the alleyway briefly I'm going to gesture to him to come towards me so I'm going to 
relay this informa- this information because it's a bit. Uh, there's nothing. Something just doesn't sit right. Hmm. Okay, so uh, seeing that I'm being sort of waved over, but I was going to kind of come come over and relay the fact that um, I've I've looked out into the alleyway. There's nobody out there. There's no sign of anybody coming or going. Do you know what the hell's happening? No, but most of the punters have left. Thankfully, they don't want to see this sight. But Bernard, does it strike you odd that there's not more blood? I know it's it's not it's not a thing. I'm trying to avoid it. I am. I'm trying to avoid looking at it, but I can't. It just—it's something about it. There's not enough blood for that kind of injury. I, I can't say I'd given the blood any thought, but and can I kind of like—is—is is there a view of the stage from here? Can I kind of glance over her shoulder, so to speak, and kind yeah. of get a quick look and be like, mm, "Yeah, yeah." You can kind of look up, it. look sort of up a sort of. Um short sort of set of three or four stairs up onto the stage itself. I mean, I want to be clear, that there's not no blood, it's just if it, you get the feeling if it was fresh, it would still be, oh, it'd okay. be a, you know, it'd be all over the place, you know. <laughs> that's that's what right. I want to make clear. It's not like... That, I'll, I'll rephrase yeah. that then. Yeah. Um, if it was fresh, do you not think it, there would be more blood? But there doesn't seem to be enough. Now that you mention it. fresh. Yes, I, I agree, in fact. A man is filled with this stuff, and that body seems quite drained. I mean, I, I, I don't presume to be an expert in these things. It's a terrible idea, but if, if, I, if you were to... Never, I don't want to stab someone, the immediate effect, in my mind, would be that there would be a lot of blood. Um. And it would continue to, to accumulate as it poor person bled out. Uh, as he considers this, Barnard kind of tenses up and becomes visibly kind of stressed at the thought of stabbing a person and turns to say, like, yes, uh, stabbing a man does does create quite, quite the mess in my experience. Would you say that you're very focused on that memory? Yes. Can you make a sanity check for me? <laughs> I can indeed. I'm so sorry. It's, I'm making you roll for flashbacks. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm gearing towards this, but I kind of am. Yeah. 99. Oh, I'm okay. Insane. All right, so uh, I'm going to... Oh, dear. It's not going to be a big thing here. Uh, so, yeah, you lose two sanity points thinking about the horrors of war. Down to 43 sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Getting there. <laughs> losing it yeah you're you're sort of you know the situation itself is very stressful itself and having these extra sort of thoughts put your mind back to you know back to the the trenches okay so that maybe two or three seconds passes but i was very clearly caught up in that thought before you kind of um well there's matters at hand and we should probably rejoin alistair to find out uh, what he's uh, discerned from the uh, the others on the stage over there. At which point, I would like to descend from the stage. Okay, so coming left, to th- coming to them, and I'll come and I'll come to them. Okay, sure. And so I, I, Alistair walks down the steps, overhearing Bernard, and says, "No need, I'll join you." Oh, well, sir. Uh, what do you? What have you seen on the stage? Well, I had a look 
up at the gantry at a different angle. I couldn't see anything specifically out of place. But I did manage to get a look at the body. And um, his wound, it's not a simple stab wound at all. Oh, heavens. Or gunshot or anything like that. It's not dissimilar to the state that I saw the verger in at the church. Oh, good lord, there's a murderer. Well, there's something on the loose, but he's missing quite the chunk out of his abdomen. Not as visceral as what happened to the verger, and certainly not as much blood around, but... Uh, yes, isn't it odd, though? Which makes me think one of two things. Either poor James was killed somewhere else and moved here out of convenience, or he was working in the gantry and was attacked, but wasn't able to put up any kind of struggle. That's the only, re only two reasons I can think of that there's a lack of blood. I think maybe he was left there deliberately as snack food, I suppose. Not very nice. Snack food? As in someone was going to eat him? It's it's a thought. It's, it's a weird one, I know, but it's... It, all, all I can say is it's very similar to what we've previously seen. Out comes the bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Alistair has successfully driven Madame Sway to drink. Again. And again. And, and just, yes, again as just well. To, we just introduced just, her to cannibals. In, to the idea that there could be a cannibalistic murderer out there who's eating his victims. It's a theory. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for you guys floating theories. It's uh, good. Yeah. Either either way, it is very similar to the verger. I think uh, Bonard's going to follow suit with a quick swig of gin. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out here. You didn't yeah. bring a hip flask with you, unless yeah. you got one. Uh, I don't. Believe... I don't think you've got one. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's in my effects. Hang on. In fact, on, on that uh, basis, and seeing that there's one person in the threesome that has not got a uh, bottle in their hand right now. But uh, I'd kind of tips the bottle towards Alistair to offer. Would you, <laughs> well, would you like something sweet. to stay in that sort of way? Well, the same I, uh, whiskey. I do have a revolver, so I could shoot myself. Um, <laughs> that would simplify things. That would simplify things. Yeah. Let's take it to the extreme. Uh, no, I, I'm, I, not I gonna, I'm not going to wait around for something to get me. I'm going to get myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have no uh, alcoholic paraphernalia upon me, so I should just stand there and um, sort of wait for you to finish gulping. Well, you can have a sip of the gin if you like. I'm making an offer. Oh, uh, well, what the hell? Thank you, old bean. Uh, I take a tiny swig, do the lemon face, and then hand it back. No noting the lemon face <laughs> and kind of pulling himself out at the moment from just the briefest moment Barnard kind of glowers a moment just like that. looking at this I don't know, soft man wincing at Jim <laughs> soft man? <laughs> and he didn't say it out loud, he just wins that's, that's fair enough <laughs> very smooth, thank you when it lasted a moment in the trenches <laughs> well as, as, as we know I uh wasn't in them. Um, <laughs> right. So, um, so that's my explanation done. Okay. And uh, my report mm. in. So yes, the three of you. Uh, the the stagehand is kind of stood sort of awkwardly near the three of you, but he sort of edges back away to sort of rejoin the group on the stage. Turning to the rest of the group, then Bonan's going to ask. Um, 
perhaps some one of us should uh, grab a member of the local constabulary. There's clearly a crime scene at hand here. Uh, has anybody seen anybody uh, run out to get an officer or anything like that? I'm sure the the director has probably called them by now. I should hope so. The, the director is actually, as you look over, still on the stage, kind of not like dramatically posing, holding up the body, like he's going no or anything, but he's very much still kind of with the body, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Um, but there were enough people going out that you would... Ex- it, it could be guessed that maybe one of them would... You'd expect the alarm to be raised. Yes, so yeah. People let's, yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. I suggest we uh, we return to the uh, theatre itself and await the uh, the arrival of the local constabulary. Perhaps they've uh, managed to shine a little light on events of the other day and could perhaps give a little more context to what's happening here. Alternatively, they might not shine anything light on it at all. Well, there'll be many people missing already, and how, what have they done about it? What do you expect them to do about this one? Uh, it just doesn't... It seems that we might, might have to take these things into our own hands. What is this? A mystery that needs solving. This poor boy. He had a whole career ahead of him in this theatre. And it's been taken away from him. And the verger as well. Man, well of God, I, I, man of God going about his business to be torn apart like that. Yes, something sinister is going on. Gets to me, my, my I'm very nervous. Right, I'm going to just, just take another sip of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I sensed it was, words. Yeah, I sensed it was going that words. way. <laughs> I look to Bernard and say, Bernard, I know you're quite well. You're quite visibly shaken by what's happening, but this is going to sound very strange. But I have to ask: Could your could your friend at the sanitarium potentially shed light on what's been happening? I mean, he has been in Twana won't see longer than any of us have. Is it possible he might know something? I, I'm, I'm not even sure he could communicate with us right now, even if he knew anything. He underwent some sort of major procedure today. Um, I'll be honest with you, I, as far as I'm aware, Jenkins has spent all of his time convalescing since arriving in Twana Monsee. He's uh, really just spent his time laid up in the uh, sanitarium. So, short of local gossip, I'm not sure what, what else he might know. Should we maybe talk to some of the the actors or some of the staff here? See if they've seen anything unusual? Um, my, my first thought given events is that perhaps we should, one of us should uh, go up to the gantry and have a little look around. Uh, I can't say I'm overly familiar with the n- normal layout of a theatre. I've, I've rushed through and had a look myself already, but I can't see anything that stands out too much. I'll go. I know the theatre from when I was a boy. It doesn't seem to have changed that much. I should be able to navigate the gantry quite easily. Perhaps one of you should talk to some of the actors and another one keep an eye out for the arrival of the police. And then once uh, we're all done, we'll meet out the back of the theatre, perhaps, and discuss what we found. Yes, I I agree. I I think if, Bernard, you take the police constable, you've, you've dealt with him before, probably likely will be the same one and I will take the, the actors 
Yes, the theatrical times were a little much for me, to be honest. Yes, uh, and they've had the nerves shaken, as as we all have, but they sometimes need a delicate hand. It's or a good them. slap. Or a slap. <laughs> good, good slap. <laughs> it's exactly. Settled. It's settled then. Let's go about our business. We'll meet in 20 minutes. All right. Let's stick with Alistair then, if you're, if you're sort of going to be making your way up onto the gantry. Yes. Um, I'll go you, the same way that Bernard was ushered to by the second. Yeah, yeah, you, you find it easily enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a ladder going up into the darkness. Um, seems fairly sturdy, you don't have any trouble getting up there, but it, it is dark up there. Um, yeah, you find yourself uh, looking down onto the stage. Mm. The uh, far kind of edge of the gantry, you can see is close to the, the curtain. You can see... It's very close, it comes within a foot of the curtain, so you can see where maybe the body snagged on the curtain as it was opening. Right. Um, which, you know, you it's not not too big of a stretch to put two and two together from seeing it happen yeah. from there. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, but it's, it's a little dark, so you, you know, okay. sort of eyes take a second to adjust to the darkness. I do have in my inventory, mm. although, Coming to a theatre, I don't think I'd have brought it with me. Probably not. I do have a lantern in my gear. Um, I mean, it's... My, you probably... Right, you probably didn't bring it to the theatre with you, but... No. Can I look and see if there are any lanterns hanging that can be lit? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's none up here, but um, you do, you do remember spotting a couple sort of near to the, uh, near to the ladder up to the gantry, which, like I say, it's kind of near to the... The, the dressing rooms sort of thing. There's a couple of... Okay, in that case, um, before I advance any further, um, I call down to the, st- the stage hand. Yeah, he's kind of middling around. Yeah. yeah. Young chap? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you there! Can you fetch me a lantern? Lit on the double, please. Y- y- yes, sir. Thank you. Wait. I'll wait for the... 20, 30 seconds and... Yeah. He brings you it. You can see me sort of awkwardly lifting it up mm-hmm. to you up on the gantry. Okay, I take the. He lantern. seems a little um, hesitant to actually climb up on there himself, mm. um, but he he hands it to you and goes back down the ladder. Yeah, I say thank you. Now get back down there. Alistair has the lantern, mm-hmm. and he turns back to shine a light on the rest of the upper gantry. Yeah. Um, okay, so now now you can actually see up here. Um, it's quite obvious that you are alone up here, straight away. There's not really anywhere to hide. Um, but looking around, uh, the gantry itself is kind of... It's um, it's basically a series of uh, wooden boards on, on a frame. Now that you can shine a light, you can see near to where you would guess um, the body was before it fell, there is some dried blood fair amount of it kind of a miracle it didn't drip down onto the stage but yeah I mean it's you can sort of you can very easily sort of see where the body was and um, but yeah the blood is dried onto the the boards it's not like there's not like a puddle or anything right dried blood perhaps he was killed up here can I advance any further along the gantry yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you what are you looking for? Are you just sort of um, looking? I'm looking for kind of signs. Well, 
signs of a struggle, perhaps markings to indicate what or who might have been up there, um, footprints in dust or something like that. Okay, uh, now we know it's a skill, make a tracking check for me. <laughs> 29. And um, what's your skill number on that? Uh, 10%. 10%, so, no, I mean, no. it's it's dusty up here. Um, Okay, I mean, you got fairly close to that. I, I, I realize that the hard and fast rule should be if you don't hit the number, then no, but if we're out of 100 and you've got 29, we'll add aiming for 10. I'll give you some detail. Okay. Um, it's quite dusty up here, and there's obviously the previously mentioned dried blood. Um, there aren't any... There's signs that some of the dust was disturbed up here, but you can't really make out... There's not, like, tracks leading off into the darkness or anything, and... You would think maybe if there were any, the the most convenient route would be the one that you've just taken. Uh, in which case, you've just trodden into any tracks that there might have been. Right. So you can't really make anything out. Okay. So no markings of any kind. Like no real scratches or anything like that. No. no. Um. Much like the verges that you remember that you were kind of looking around for any signs of I anything. Was, yeah. I think yeah. It, it looked it, like an animal attack at first. Sort of. Yeah. But there weren't any like. I can't. Remember. I don't think I said there were any like claw scrapes on the wall or anything. No. And it's much like that here. There's sort of. I think you said there were like you could see bits of things like been, where the carpet the had been, been bumped into. Yeah, carpet had been kicked no, up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but there was no. It's and it's a similar situation here, except there's not really anything to knock over up here. Mm. So like you can with where the dust is disturbed a bit, you can tell that there was movement up here. Somebody's been up here, and obviously there's a body up here, mm. but. There's no, again, there's no, like, big claw marks or anything, you know. Right, okay. It, it doesn't scream animal attack to you. Okay. Um, as one final thing, so I'm looking around, is there any kind of... Is there any kind of, like, loft hatch or anything else up here that could be a potential in-and-out route? Or is it literally just end-to-end -end gantry with ladder going... It's just down? kind of over the stage. It's not really sort of going up into the raft as much more. Because there, there, there is still... I will say there's probably another 10 metres of above you before you hit the ceiling. Right, okay. You're just sort of above the stage, if that makes sense. You know, you're not right up against the, the roof. Mm. Okay, so Alistair sort of goes <sighs> dead end. Quite literally. It's pretty poor taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> There's nobody around. Alistair gets a little bit like, uh, you know. Yeah. CSI. Yeah. If, it, if, it, if this <laughs> were the modern... He puts on his sunglasses. If this was the modern Call Cthulhu <laughs> setting... If this was the modern setting for Call Cthulhu... <laughs> yeah, he would just sort of do a little fist bump. Like, <laughs> got a pun. Nobody heard it. Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, right, so yeah, Alistair sort of just mumbles to himself that he's not found anything, mm -hmm. and turns to head back towards the ladder. Okay. Um, Barnard, are you waiting uh, sort of where you were, or are you heading out into the lobby? What are you doing? Um, yeah, head out into the lobby, kind of wait by the front door, assuming that that's where the police are going to kind of enter the building. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the lobby is pretty much deserted except for the um the the guy who was selling uh tickets 
the previous well, on your previous visit who he, he's just coming out of his booth now it, it you know not a lot of time has passed really since the, the i know we, we're at the moment quite a way into this episode <laughs> but in real terms quite a lot has happened in a short space of time mm. he's just coming out of his booth um uh as he sees you coming out looking i mean i mean i'm guessing you wouldn't describe barnard as calm He's got an intensity in his eyes right yeah. now. He's got that kind of sharp focus thing going where he's very clearly a man on a mission, but there, there's an edge to that where you probably don't want to get in his way either. Mm. Um, so he spots you coming out, but you, you very much, with that demeanour, you're not... You, you don't look like the people who were just running out past him, basically. And he kind of looks at you and says, What's going on? What's going on there, mister? Um, a body has fallen from the gantry in the, in the theatre itself. Obviously, there's a panic afoot. Uh, have you seen anybody suspicious coming or going this evening? Anybody out of the ordinary that you don't recognise? Well, no. I mean, I sell, uh, I sell the tickets. Everybody who's come through bought a ticket. I've seen them all before. I mean, no. Can't, can't say as I have. Well, um, I, I need to await the, uh, the local constabulary's arrival as a witness to this and... Uh, my compatriots and I seem to have found ourselves in the middle of local events, and uh, obviously it, we find ourselves kind of drawn towards figuring out what the hell is going on. There's quite gruesome events taking place. And my friend Jenkins, he's in the local sanitarium, and, and as he's saying this, Barnard's becoming more and more wound up as he's kind of recounting events to himself and mm -hmm. talking to this guy. Um, is, is there any reaction from the guy it, as I'm just, saying he, this to him? He's kind of staring at you wide-eyed, and sort of as you start to sort of go a little bit off the deep end with sort of bringing in up Jenkins and stuff, he's, you get the feeling he's not quite following you. Um, he's still kind of processing the fact that there was a body um, okay. sort of fallen from the rafters. If that makes sense, you've you've kind of thrown like you saw a bunch of people running past, some of them screaming maybe, and. Um, then you came out look a minute or so later, looking fairly intense, and um, you've kind of dropped some uh, dropped some knowledge on him. <laughs> so seeing the guy's expression slowly changing to this kind of perhaps a little bit shocked and awed. Yeah, kind yeah, of, no, I'd <laughs> say that. Yeah, um, Barnard catches himself and slows down and says, I "I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's, it's really." kind of overtaking me a little bit right now. I, I need to catch a breath of air at the door. I, I suggest you go through into the theatre itself and get a look at what's going on. You need to know you work here. Speak to your co-workers and I, I, I'm going to catch my breath. Do you, want me, that. do you want me to call the police? Nobody? You didn't already call the police? Well, no, I didn't know what's going on. Yes, call the police, man. Okay, okay, I'll okay, wait yeah, them yeah. at the door. He goes back behind his um, desk and I won't go through the whole rigmarole of him doing <laughs> one side of a conversation. The entire theatre empties with people screaming and shouting and crying, and he does nothing. He just thinks it's, it's oh well, that's a bad performance. I'm kind of <laughs> they're doing a crossword. Yeah, I'm kind of imagining he was like the performance is on. Um, we just had an interval. He's he's settling back in with his paperback or something, and. Maybe the first few people were just hurrying out. Didn't make a lot of noise, so he maybe didn't even look up from his book straight away. And before he knew it, there was a couple of screaming people, and he was just kind of looking, and really, you know, 
as I say, not a lot of time has passed. So he, he was just sort of like, he's frozen by indecision, let's put it that way, and then Barnard came storming through. Reading a copy of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds or something. Yeah, that's, that's how I'm, uh, I'm rationalising. Okay, so this guy makes a phone call and Barnard sort of, just sort of stood there, kind of. I, I would imagine rather angrily now, standing in the doorway um, at this guy's sort of lack of well, lack of knowledge of what had gone on, really, but, like, you were, you were kind of going into the lobby expecting the police to be on the way. Would that be fair to say? Oh, yes. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm going to stand at the front door and kind of, like, catch his breath, get a little bit of fresh air and kind of glower into the night, keeping an eye out, like, awaiting the first person that's going to come up to this door, assuming that that's the, uh, the police officer. I've got a very strong mental image of you just standing there quietly seething. Oh, yeah. yeah, with his arms crossed, yeah. just like staring, seething at like the approaching car. Yeah, so can't quite believe that this guy didn't take it seriously. Like, how could he have sat there? Even if it was only about a minute's amount of like reaction time, he should have definitely done something by then. <laughs> Everybody's incompetent in the mind of Bernard. Yeah. Okay, so uh, with this in mind, then you're standing uh, with your back to the theatre, uh, looking out of the front, uh, the front doors, uh, glass panelled. Um, entranceway, uh, waiting for the uh, arrival of the uh, the local police. Uh, behind you, in the theatre, Alistair is still up on the gantry, Madame Sway preparing to talk to the actors, and a young man's body still lying on the stage. And the investigation continues. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Our next story episode, episode 49, continuing where we left off today, will be available, as usual, in two weeks' time on Thursday the 25th of April. Uh, So we hope you'll all tune back in for that. Uh, We may be back with a uh, bonus episode next week, Thursday the 18th, uh, so keep an eye on our social media for news of whether that's happening or not. Uh, In the meantime, uh, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at PretendWithDice. You can also email us at PretendingWithDice at Outlook.com. Uh, if you're an iTunes user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd love to hear what you all think of the podcast. So for now, uh, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Bye.